had not been Hashem who was on our side. Let Israel now sing. If it had not been Hashem who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us. Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. It's Aaron Hood here with a special guest. Not other than Victoria Hood. How are you doing, Victoria? Hi, I'm doing good. It's good to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. This is our first? No, no, I mean, we did like a long time ago. We did some. We did together. a couple together a long time ago. When yeah. we were, like, It's been a while, though, like at least a year. We were married then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've been married forever. <laughs> Shalom, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff happening here. Braden's, um, be praying for him. He's out. Got some. Uh, teeth uh had to get a tooth pulled and so his mouth doesn't work well today uh so be lifting him up in your prayers he's doing well recovering well um but just uh wasn't able to do a podcast he said he didn't feel like he would be able to flower in a podcast <laughs> so i'm not exactly sure what that means but um yeah so just real quick you know a couple of things uh that we mentioned try and keep you all aware of is the yet a little while cd is done it Woo-hoo. actually is on the front porch and it's awesome it's ordered here and it's amazing we've got some sneak peek previews and um yeah so you should be able to order those online it's going to be coming up really soon if it's not there uh just shoot uh tally an email at, uh and uh yeah. she fill her inbox up fill her inbox up just tell her how much you want that thing <laughs> and um i think we're trying to get that a little more streamlined we're getting some people uh shipping those things out um also it might be the case the psalm of ascent book is great a great little gift um written by none other than Braden waller got a lot of great stuff we just finished last week the psalms of ascent going through that psalm 134 powerful and um so we Braden has a book uh, that goes through all of those things and you can get that get that online and then um have that on uh a table in your house is a short little read you read it all in one sitting really but it's a really chock full of good, some good stuff so and um, the little yet a little while if you donated to the cd project you will be getting one of those soon oh yeah you'll be getting yeah. one of those uh, shipped out to you for your uh for your donation so thank yeah. you to as a, as a small thank you to you uh harp and farm uh april 1st is coming up that's going to be when it starts um 18 to 30 um if you want to engage in a little bit of um Harp and Farm. Harp and Farm. Well, you know, I, was, I was trying to think a little bit of like, you know, away from the hubbub, you know, but uh, out on the farm here and uh, connecting, you know, uh, uh, with the altar, house of prayer that we've we've kind of got going on here uh, and spending a lot of time with the Lord, seeking maybe some direction uh, or just uh, want to grow in your understanding of market gardening, farming. Uh, we got a program a couple months that uh, you can come and be a part of and we'd love to have you. It'd be a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, men's Prayer and Fasting. Uh, is happening. Uh, it's just now getting up on the website. I think that's been sent out uh, February 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. It's starting the night of the 1st. So I think that's a Thursday night, uh, the 1st of February. Uh, you could probably come in that day, and then uh, we would start that night and then break the fast uh, on Sunday night, which I believe is the 4th. So that's going to be a good time. Uh, has always been really powerful. Last year, uh, we had some bad weather that came in, um, and still, guys, came in poured, poured in. in and it was it's uh been a fantastic uh, event uh, every year so um, get on and uh sign up for that uh to come uh it's cheap you know we're not eating <laughs> so <laughs> it always a, helps it's a great uh it's a great time and uh so yeah last week i 
was talking and uh, I just threw out a little bit about our trip to Israel and said I might talk a little bit about that and then I didn't. Uh, so uh, thanks to Daniel English, a friend of mine out in Texas, he uh, called me and he was like, hey, I, you kind of baited the hook and then never said anything about your trip to Israel. And uh, so we're just going to talk, talk a little bit about that, Victoria and I. Um, yeah, an amazing trip. Uh, we've been uh, there twice this last year. We, we left um, the end of last year in December and was there for about two months, I think. Mm-hmm, uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, over Hanukkah season last year, and we actually missed the prayer and fasting event last year. I'm excited to be here for this year for it. Um, and then we were able to make it uh, this fall season for the uh, Yom Kippur and the Sukkot for the Chagim, uh, the feasts. And so, um, yeah, the the beginning of the the trip was pretty. Um, it's very every every year is different, you know, the because there's volunteers. We went with Highvale, obviously, for those of you. Uh, that uh, aren't familiar with that might be hearing this and like, do they go with the same people? Yeah, so I'm just real quickly, we go with a group called High Uvel. It's Victoria's uh, mom and dad started the organization 20 something years ago now. And um, so we have gone with them and volunteered in uh, Judea and Samaria, Samaria mainly. Uh, the most, every time, I think every time we've gone. Yeah. Yeah. So they were there at the we foundings. We like it so much. Yeah. We, love, we, we just keep coming. <laughs> Hounds for punishment. No. <laughs> no. Uh, we have a good time. And uh, her family's all there. So we visit with family and uh, the sweet people there and, and do some volunteer work. So uh, the beginning of the trip was, um, as far as schedule-wise, I always go over and try and, and help with any maintenance. I'm a licensed electrician. And so um, with any backup they may have in maintenance or larger um, construction projects, uh, which were there, there was a few. I think we um, got a generator and we're uh, hooking that up when I left and uh, just trying to do minor, uh, even uh, water leak repair over there. That's a, a big deal. Water Backed scarce. Backed up toilets, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff, right? I mean, serving down with the bottom of the bottom, you know. <laughs> um, but when the war broke out, it really was, uh, uh, there was a real big uh, mood shift uh, in the whole country. You know, I, obviously, as you can tell, uh, or as you could imagine, we were, there was a, a sense of confidence. You know, Israel has enemies all around um, and has for years uh, since its founding and has gone from places of uh, strength to um, exposed weaknesses. And um, I was just looking at, at the, I chose that Psalm uh, to start with, talking about uh, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say. And, and I think um, Israel is being confronted, um, and I, I hope, and, and I, I don't want to say this is purely the reason, you know, that lives had to be lost um, to bring Israel to a, a, a place of recognizing that God is their defense. You know, mm-hmm. he's the shield. They're, they have no helper, maker, or shield but him. And, um, but there, there was definitely a sense of that point that they had things going for them. They, you know, had the Abraham Accords, um, things were looking good for Israel. And then this, this horrendous attack, um, the whole nation just kind of got gut punched is kind of what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the government had been elected on a security ticket, uh, that's been in government for almost a year, a little over a year, I think. They, that was their thing. They said, we're going to make it more secure for the Israelis in Israel. And, and ever since, uh, the terrorists, um, in that area uh, from Gaza and in the Shamron, Judea and Samaria, the West Bank have been, uh, just really trying to wreak havoc to, um, to continue to terrorize the people. And 
and then this. And so the the just the rug was just yanked out from underneath them. It was a, a complete uh, surprise, you know, to the people. Uh, there was some um, hints that possibly some people heard about the threat and uh, just didn't take it seriously, mm-hmm. um, or uh, for some uh, sort of malice towards the the standing government to uh, to not say anything. Uh, so, but there's not a lot of that right now. Thankfully, Israel is not digging very deep into this um, in the middle of this war. Uh, to, to right now, their main objective is just to. Um, eradicate Hamas, the terrorists uh, that are in Gaza and in the Shamroom to, mm-hmm. to win this war. Uh, but I think after, um, there will be a lot of uh, accounting brought into account uh, as it should be. Mm-hmm. And as, uh, yeah, so we were, you know, it came on a Shabbat. You know, they attacked on a Shabbat. There was a uh, music festival going on down in the south and um, a couple communities that weren't uh, religious. You know, life was just kind of carrying on as normal and then there were communities that were right next to the um, Gaza border that were religious and had Shabbat services and and we were in a religious community you know where we live outside of a religious Jewish community in the Shamron and uh, so we don't drive uh, on on Saturday we we kind of sit tight and uh, have our services you know and um, the uh, Jewish people the the custom the traditions is they don't uh, drive they don't use electronics um, on the Shabbat and and that morning we woke up and uh, we're drinking coffee and just sitting around talking as a family and uh, a couple of the Jewish guys drove up in their cars with their guns and phones and and that's kind of when we sensed something was very yeah. different well not only that but when when we woke up we could hear like rumbling in the distance mm-hmm. and we're like oh yeah, i don't know how many miles over 25 30 something miles uh, yeah, away from gaza which that doesn't seem terribly far but um we could hear the rumbling from where they had were sending rockets up and the iron dome was trying to to knock them out but we didn't know what was going on we just mm. heard this rumbling in the distance which is not necessarily abnormal uh, because uh, Gaza has been shooting rockets mm-hmm. for years, yeah. uh, and Israel's Iron Dome system, uh, anti-rocket system, uh, has been able to deflect or to take out a lot of the uh, 97%, I think, of mm-hmm. the rockets that have been shot out of Gaza. Um, but what we didn't know at that point was that that had actually been a cover um, to for the, the terrorists that infiltrated and came yeah. into the land. I think mm-hmm. they say... Estimated were some three thousand terrorists, and this was just yeah. massive, um, a, a massive scale. You know, terrorism generally is one lone guy with a, a a bomb, a vest, you know, strapped to him, or two or three guys with a gun, you know, trying to attack um, civilians or mm-hmm. or that kind of stuff. We've seen a lot of that, but this was a a much different um, Hamas than Israel had ever faced before. Sophisticated, very um, yeah, trained, sophisticated, and. Um, so the the casualties were high. I mean, there was hours um, that the uh, terrorists were in communities uh, just unabashed, like without any check and uh, just wreaked complete havoc. And I'm sure most of you know um, the the horror horrors of that were happening and going on there. And uh, instantaneously, I mean, there wasn't wasn't a thought Israel was eradicating and went straight from that. Um, to preparing for a war. They were concerned, I think, uh, the reason why they didn't immediately, I think there was a two-week, three-week... Um, before they went into Gaza? Oh, yeah. into Gaza, yeah, yeah. the ground invasion. Yeah. They declared war, I think, yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah. And that mm-hmm. was always the intent. They're like, we, that we have to take care of this threat on our borders. And is the same reason 
that many advocates have pushed very strongly for the opposition of a two-state solution. Oh, yeah. uh, which is one of the reasons, there's many reasons, but just one of the reasons is that those exact same terrorist organizations would operate uh, out of the heart of uh, a nation and have much mm-hmm. greater um, tactical advantages and um, ability to actually inflict even more casualties. So um, the military, you know, the two state solutions are dead, you know, a dead thing. I saw something uh, talking about how President Biden is trying to ride a dead horse. And he's keep he keeps trying to go forward with this two state solution, but there's just there is no way after um, October seventh that, that would be a thing. So as um, w- the end of our trip was very very different. We didn't uh, leave uh, our community very often. Mm-hmm. We had a few more volunteers that were still there at the beginning of the war. It happened right after Sukkot. I think everybody was leaving within a couple of days, but everybody's flights got canceled. Um, all the planes going out of uh, Ben Gurion, the international airport there were um were canceled and uh, it got to be where el al um the only they're they're an israeli company and they were the only ones that were flying in and out of uh ben-gurion airport uh, the only international airport in israel so um flights had to be rebooked people were were struggling to get you know money put back in their accounts so they could afford a different uh flights paying more than what they and people flying to europe one way just to get out of there so they could get flights from europe or greece um to get back and and even united states offering some i think glenn beck had a flight that we had some uh uh, friends uh, we're not related uh, we're not related, right? Well, kind of. Somewhat. Yeah, it's kind of our extended family, <laughs> the Spear family out of Tennessee. Uh, some of you may know them. They were there also at the same time in Jerusalem, and they uh, were able to get out on a Glenn Beck flight, uh, mm-hmm. sponsored uh, charter flight. And then even um, the governor of Florida, mm-hmm. Mayo, Mayo. Uh, DeSantis. DeSantis, thank you. Yes. Yeah. She, she's so much helpful to me, my great <laughs> helper. Uh, DeSantis. Um, he asked, actually chartered a couple of flights to get people to, uh, yeah. back to the state. Cause we didn't know. I mean, at, the, at this point we kind of look at it and we can see that things became more secure mm. pretty quickly, uh, like outside of Gaza. Um, but for us there on our bracha, Mount of Blessing, we're completely surrounded by Arab villages who are of the same kind of, um, jihadist mm. mentality. And so, uh, and just all over Israel. We didn't know, are they going to start exactly. trying to invade and infiltrate? And they, they did, they actually. They eventually did. They hesitated. Yeah, there was a, a thought. Uh, they found out later uh, that it could have been that uh, Hamas was supposed to um, launch this uh, attack at simultaneously with Hezbollah up in the north, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which would have been a, a, a huge deal, Crazy. a massive yeah, um, yeah. uh surprise attack that could have caused much more damage and um carnage so they, but thank god thank israel god they, got on its toes yes israel was, was kind quickly. of not sure if hezbollah would get it and, and hezbollah hesitated uh which gave israel the opportunity to to really call up i think four hundred thousand reserves yeah uh, well i think they called up 300,000 350 showed up 350,000 Israelis <laughs> showed up. <laughs> they were flying for, in from yeah. all over the place. I mean, yeah, the flights yeah. from the United States to Israel were just jam-packed with guys trying yeah. to get back as soon as they could mm-hmm. to be a part of that. And that's amazing. That's awesome uh, that guys, you know, will have that connection, you know, even in a different country to come and, and uh, to fight for Israel. And so, but we were able to be a, uh, a part of Operation Itai, which was something that Haivel launched. 
uh, soon after because we do work in uh, kind of the the West Bank, Judea and Samaria. It's kind of like the wild west of Israel. Uh, like there's communities um, scattered all in, in between Arab and Jewish communities, and and they have to have security watches to mm-hmm. to watch against terrorism in those areas. And those guys were because a lot of them were called into military service. Uh, they were gone. The the a lot of the uh, more trained and uh, security minded were whisked off to Gaza and uh, left behind, you know, teenagers sometimes, yeah. you know, ladies or less, or less 12 you know, year old, 12 boys. year olds trying to do night watches and stuff like that. So um, it took a minute, but uh, we were working with those that have security, um, security jobs in those areas. Um, they called the RAV shots and um, security. basically a, um, a kind of a, a militia, a local militia kind of, I guess it would be, Security, security, first response security first teams. First response security. Yeah. And so we were providing them with uh, night vision and different things like Thrones. that to be able to talk about what, or to, to help them uh, equip them with thermal, with some drones, and that was uh, massive. You know, yeah. We were able to get some stuff. Uh, that's still going on right now. If you are interested in that and want to know more information about that, uh, you can donate at Operation Itai, uh, I-T-T-A-I, I think. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and Etai was just a, a fitting name. It was one of the s- soldiers that came to David as he was fleeing from Absalom. And uh, he had no skin in the game, you know, and uh, he ended up uh, staying was with non-Jewish. David. was non-Jewish. Non-Jewish, and he stayed mm-hmm. with David through David's hardest, one of David's lowest points. Mm-hmm. And that was the encouragement for the, the Christians that were, getting, obviously, you know, Hyvel's main uh, support and main uh, reach is uh non-Jewish Christians and uh, helping them, enabling them to support mm-hmm. um, the uh, the effort there. So that was, and that was the majority we helped with that. Um, there was, yeah, just real quickly, you want to share about uh, what you realized or what were you were really thinking about, you know, Hamas operating, you know, mainly off of terror and what that spoke to you. Yeah. So uh, like I kind of mentioned before, we didn't know. And, and that's where I feel like the enemy tries to come in with fear of the unknown Mm. and um, something that has always encouraged me that my mom has has said is that God gives you the strength for what he puts you through not what you come up with in your head that might happen (laughs) (laughs) doesn't give you the strength for the unknown the fear right well yeah all the scenarios that you can come up in your head um, you know he most likely you're not going to go through that and so to to try to play that in your mind um is not uh, you know not effective anyway um so but along with that is that the whole goal of hamas and terrorist is to uh produce terror in the hearts fear uh fear fear. yeah fear and terror um and so that was it was a struggle honestly for me uh you know we have five little children and we live on top of this mountain in this little caravan it's like a little trailer kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know no bomb shelter um no physical barriers no from f- yeah the people that yeah i mean our windows kind of lock <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah you could feel uh, pretty exposed you I can mean, feel there's, yeah there's cameras and you know there's but at that point you know at the beginning of the world there wasn't even like regular security um uh, patrols or anything like yeah. that and, and yeah, you yeah. could feel a little bit uh, exposed it's been a long time since there's been any kind of uh, infiltrations or yeah. attempted, but it has happened. Mm-hmm. 
So, but to understand that that is the tactic of the enemy is to sow fear, not necessarily even to um, be able to do, I mean, they did horrible things down near Gaza, mm. but um, anyway, so just fighting that and realizing, you know what, if we are not in, in Israel, I love it. They have this um, saying that everybody is saying chant, all the time. It's a, it's a chant. It's yeah. a song. They have songs to this and it's Am Yisrael lo mefached. So it means Am Yisrael, people of Israel, uh, don't be afraid or we're not afraid. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, no matter what the enemy takes against us, uh, we're not going to be afraid. Yeah, and that he loses. Yeah, if we're not afraid, then he loses. Yeah, it's so powerful because you know Israel, because of this and through this, you know, there's a massive um, uh, turn towards faith uh, oh, in yeah. Israel. Yeah. A lot of uh, faith, you know, that was placed in um, the government or in security or the army, even um, the army itself is chanting this, you know, don't be afraid. And the rest of the chant is Hashem Elochecha, Hashem Olech Itcha. Yeah. Like, or Hashem is with you. He's your God. Uh, and he goes, he goes with, with you. you. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's such a powerful thing to see a people uh, turn to God. It's like a scriptural, mm -hmm. it's like a Bible reenactment on a Biblical national proportion. scale. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just massive. Um, just looking through, seeing how Israel was defeated before their enemies um, in times past, in biblical times, and how the whole nation was swayed uh, to a higher place of holiness or um, being mindful of God, you know, and and that's absolutely what's happening. Absolutely what's happening. And it's fantastic to see. Mm -hmm. um, and and we pray our prayer has always been uh, that these kinds of we, we could call them a revival. That would be a Christian word, you know, that we would use there. Um, but a turning to faith, a, a, a turning towards God uh, that Israel would say, you know, let mm -hmm. Israel now say, you know, the Lord, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. You know, when our enemies rose up against us, we would have been swallowed alive. And so Israel is um, walking through in real time right now in history those verses about how they are looking to God. And he, if, it, if they do not say, if it was the Lord who was on our side, we'll be swallowed alive. And they can't trust in America. They can't trust in Europe. They can't mm -hmm. trust in the West. Uh, they have to put their trust in God. And that should be our, our strength and encouragement to them. Uh, as Christians all over the all over the world, we need to say we support you, not because of uh, what, because of any merit on your part, or not because of, but because you're chosen by God, you're chosen uh, to to fulfill a purpose in the land of Israel to to live here, and because God's name is glorified in you as you live and dwell and take root in this land. And um, that glorifies God's name. That's that's yeah. their position. That's why they're supposed to be there because God said it over and over again so that the nations might know that there is a God in Israel. And we just have to continue to bless them in that, to strengthen them, to uh, equip them in those things, to stand with them, um, regardless of political um, swayings or back and forth of uh, the American government, uh, to send letters of encouragement, uh, to send... Uh, finances, uh, whatever level to, to go, you know, at this time, uh, to go oh, yeah. to make a trip at this time was massive. We had yeah. this crazy, <laughs> crazy, uh, fluke of a thing where we had a couple guys from Montana and Arkansas, <laughs> uh, come a couple weeks after the war started and they're cowboys. I mean, they're, they're about as cowboys. They come, they wear cowboy hats. Some of them, you know, they actually work with horses regularly and, and, and pull up hay and all this good, good stuff, good country stuff. And somebody took a picture at him at John F. Kennedy Airport. 
and say, we got cowboys coming to help. These guys are on their way. They're not Jewish and they're going yeah. to Israel to help. And man, it went millions of people. Yeah. I like mean, every viral. Israeli. <laughs> every Israeli. Um, everybody in Israel had seen and heard about the cowboys. I mean, yeah. I believe that Haivel did 70 interviews with everything from Fox News to Jerusalem Post to Ruth Sheva yeah. to JNS to, I mean, it was... CNN. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and... And it was because that struck a nerve. Mm-hmm. That struck a nerve that that Israel, that people were coming to help Israel, non-Jewish people. And, and also right about that time is when a lot of anti-Semitism, you know, here in America, uh, it was probably a lot more pronounced. We were in Israel for a lot of, but like just college campus anti-Semitism that just reared Amazing. its ugly yeah. head. And, and at, uh, you know, uh, these massive pro-Palestinian rallies in London and different stuff. I mean, so... It brought to me, it brought it to my, to focus in my mind that this is beyond a pro-Zionist or an anti-Zionist. It's a, or a, you know, pro-Jewish or anti-Jewish, or it's, it's coming down to a pro-God or anti-God. Like the Jewish people are a physical representation, um, of God himself, Mm -hmm. of God himself, his will and his, his existence really. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the same way that the Christians are supposed to be. We're supposed to be a physical representation of God's existence yeah. on this earth that he's operating mm-hmm. through us. And that's a great segue. Victoria, you have something to say I there, have... but I'm going to let you say it. But just mention, remember that I said that because <laughs> it goes right into what we're going to talk about next week. We're not going to get to it this week. Okay. I just wanted to mention um, something that was also really impactful being there. And um, so most of you or some of you may um, no, Miss Lynn Hilton. Remember, Miss mm. um, Lynn. She uh, was an amazing, awesome. I mean, Hayavel would probably not exist or not be in the place it is right now without uh, her love and her zeal that she gave. Um, but while we were there, we were able to be with her uh, and with the family the last uh, couple months of her life. And she had a battle with cancer. And so I got to go over one day and it was probably a couple weeks after the war had started. And she, um, I just, I didn't even, I didn't know if we'd be able to talk or, or, um, how she'd be feeling. Um, but I went over and I was just massaging her feet. She loved having her feet massaged and, um, and she was talking and, and we just were talking about the war and she said, what a privilege it is for us to get to be here and um, share in the um, the the I don't know if she said the, the fate or the like the the destiny of the Jewish yeah. people um, and no matter and even at that point we didn't know what's going to happen and and even now we don't know what the, right. what the war is going to turn into or yeah. whatever um, but she said, you know, I, I know I can't do much. I'm just here in my house and my bed. Um, but I just feel so privileged to get to share, uh, in this time with the Jewish people. Yeah. And, wow. um, so nice. that just spoke so much to my heart and she was in so much pain and, um, but that was, that was her heart to get to share with the Jewish people, the whether of the Jewish people yeah, for good or for bad. Yeah. And that's literally like how it felt being there yeah. on the mountain um, was like, you know, whatever happens, we're here with you. And, you know, we pray for peace in Yerushalayim. Yeah. Um, 
but um, that was really our heart when we left. It's like, hey, this isn't a retreat. This is a, a continuation of a, a cycle of commitment to come mm-hmm. and to go and to, and to speak well of Zion and to pray for the peace of Zion to, to come here. And, and, and we feel like a large part of what we do here with love and purity is preparing people to be a uh, blessing uh, to, to others around them, including the Jewish people and uh, sanctifying ourselves and, and uh, becoming pure and holy and, and strengthening godly marriages to stay whole as a, for Mr. Tommy and Ms. Sherry, I've mentioned this before. Um, they would come straight forward to tell you that if it had not been uh, for their time as a family in Russell Creek, they wouldn't have been able or prepared to go to Israel because God mm-hmm. strengthened there as a family and gave them the foundations of uh, holy living and um, appreciation for God's law and the Sabbath and so much yeah. that he brought them there to strengthen them um, as a as a whole and as a family um, to be at peace with one another, to have peace in their marriage um, and honestly, that speaks to people in Israel too. The, yes. the family atmosphere and life, and yeah, it's a struggle even in Israel. Jewish people, the the religious uh, Jewish people, are really um, it's a struggle. You know, there's a lot of things Western culture. There's a lot yeah. of European culture influence, and uh, it, it's it can separate even the uh, the families there with that strong uh, bond of uh, faith in God. Um, but strong marriages are hard to find and, you know, across the globe. And we want to hold on to that, to push in for that, for God's perfect, perfect purposes in that. And so, man, we've, we've done almost 30 <laughs> minutes here, uh, but it's been good and it's powerful. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you have questions, more questions about that, uh, you could message uh, me. Um, my number is 931-905-9003. You can just shoot me a message and uh, give me a call and I'll, uh, First, probably I won't answer because I won't recognize the number. But if you leave me a message, uh, I'll try and get back to you and give you a call. Or uh, we can also set up a, a signal account. You can reach Victoria on signal, uh, which is not going to be a, an instantaneous response either. We're trying to um, be a little less um, um, technologically binded, the, <laughs> bound. Yeah. Email works too. Email works too. Uh, and uh, But, uh, yeah, that gives us more time to actually do stuff um, on the ground uh, if we're not uh, on our phones all the time. So. Um, God bless you, everyone out there, and uh, just may God bless us to see the good of Zion, um, to, to be a part of that, to share in the destiny of God's people, um, that uh, we might see his good on his people and in ourselves and, and the temple rebuilt in Amen. our days soon and in our days, Amen. right? So next week, we're going to dive into what it means to, to walk in good works and letting your light shine. Um, that was something that came as a, out, out of all this very closely connected with our uh, time in Israel and, and just the Hanukkah season. So uh, we're going to dive in that a little bit, make sure you come back and uh, spend some more time with us then. So shalom to you all. Blessings. This is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and obeying the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joyful life. Shalom. Let Israel now sing. If it had not been Hashem who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled.